You ever see like the biohazard, like the old masks? Yes. They have fucking dudes with these masks on, shoveling real fire coals onto. I fucking I had a moment. I was like, oh my god, it's real fire! You gotta be fucking kidding me. There's no way. But then everybody's like, you had you had to like pick a partner that you didn't come with to be your like accountability partner for the fire. So now I got this random dude from I don't even remember where. And, like, we had, like, a crew. It was, like, this random dude, another random dude, and then, like, the four of us. Mm-hmm. And I, like, look at the dude, and I go, yo, it's really fire. Like, I hadn't I hadn't voiced to him that I didn't think it was going to be fire. Yep. But I just figured, I figured everybody was thinking yep. what I was thinking. I look at him, I go, yo, it's really fire. And this guy looks me dead in my eyes and goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome to the Base Control Podcast, and I am your co-host, Jacqueline Moran. In today's episode, we take a drive over to New Jersey and talk with our good friend, CJ Appenzeller of Appenzeller Training Systems. We didn't know too much about CJ prior to this recording, so this was a really fun episode for us to do. You're going to learn a lot about CJ, where he comes from, and where he wants to go, including the legacy that he wants to leave behind. We also make sure to talk to him about how he's been so successful at building a team. So CJ's doing a lot of really great things, and we personally were motivated after talking to him. So we hope you guys really enjoy this. You'll definitely get some laughs, and make sure to keep an eye out for more episodes dropping very, very soon. All right, so CJ, thank you for having us. Chris and I drove out to Jersey today to check out you know, your facility meets some of your teammates, all that good stuff. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Um, had a nice little lift today, too. Yeah, I just got crushed. but <laughs> <laughs> Didn't look good. Yeah, no, it wasn't. <laughs> cool. So we know this is your second location, correct? So you recently well, moved from a, another location? Yeah, so this is actually the third. So initial wow. location was 550 square foot sublease. Second location, 2,100 square foot. Third location, now we're in 4,900 square foot. So... Yeah, three locations. How was that whole process? Uh, the actual moving of it is brutal. <laughs> but, um, I mean, we just it was time. You know, it was just truly time. We're just running into ourselves, um, which is a good feeling to know that we're having that kind of impact. You know, we're, we're helping people. Um, and we're doing things the right way, and it's allowing us to grow this way. So, you know, it's cool. Um, the whole process of finding buildings and stuff is, like, not my cup of tea. But uh, we got lucky with this one. Like I was telling you guys earlier, just parking. But we'll figure that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a really cool spot. Yeah. It's a great it. spot. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. Just hidden. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking great. Yeah. Hidden from the world a little bit. Um, for us, it works really well. We're so niched, like with baseball, like people will come and find us a little bit. Yeah. You know, I'm jealous of your guys' spot. So look mm-hmm. at that. A little envy on the I boat. said that when we pulled in. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I wish we had a spot like this. And I was like, I bet you CJ probably says he wishes he had a spot like we had. Yeah. Yeah. D- yeah. Just have. get some walk in traffic. And, yeah. you know, I don't know how much of that you guys actually get. But I'm sure in the beginning, at least people were coming in saying, hey, what's up? What's going on in here? Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of, you know, a lot of people are moving into the neighborhood where our gym is. Yeah. So it's constant, you know, people walking by and looking in the windows and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> people putting your hands on all over oh, the glass. Really? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a fishbowl. So enough about us. All right. Let's, let's talk about, so tell us who you are. Tell, tell the people who, are, who may not know you a little bit about you. Yeah, good deal. So, um. So it's funny, like, we were, we were just talking about this, right? So you sent me this question. You're like, hey, you know, we're going to ask you who you are. 
And I don't really, um, like the question kind of threw me for a loop. I didn't have an immediate answer to that. So, you know, what the stuff I do, mm. you know, I own a gym, I'm a coach, uh, I'm a lifter, uh, you know, but that's not, I wouldn't say that's who I am. Right. You know, so I would say for me more than anything, um, I'm just a person who's not afraid to love others more than they love me. So like we've come to this like weird conclusion, right? Where I look like I'm getting ready for the ultimate fighter. I'm like covered in tattoos and have a beard, but I'm like the softest dude. <laughs> so like, um, you know, and it's, it's crazy. Cause the more, the more I dig into it and the more people we have in the gym and the more people we're able to help and the more I find out who, who I truly am, the more I realize it's like, Hey, you're just the guy who's going to care and going to be there and going to make an impact outside of the gym walls, which has always been the goal. So mm-hmm. it's pretty cool to do that. And I, I, if I had to say, you know, who are you? I'm the guy who looks like they're getting ready for the ultimate fighter, but is actually a giant softy. <laughs> yeah. Where, where would you say like that willingness or the drive to help others comes from? Cause yeah. that's not easy. You're not, I don't think that people are born with that. Yeah. So yeah. it was definitely developed. And you know what, too, the whole realization of it was like, I started out in business the same way I started out in athletics. Like I'm going to prove everybody wrong. I'm going to like, everybody's right. like, Oh dude, like you'll never do this. You'll never do that. You know, I'm definitely supposed to be like a failure. I'm supposed to be the idiot. Can't count unless it's in 45s, the whole thing, <laughs> you know, um, like reading, writing, not my strong suits takes me forever to read. Um, writing I can't do now. I just sit in front of a video camera for all of our content cause mm-hmm. it's easier. Yep. Um, so like I started out like that, like, Oh, I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to prove you wrong. I'm going to open a gym. It's going to be successful. This or that. And then I realized like, Hey, all these people are like proven wrong. Like don't really like care you right. know, straight up. They just mm-hmm. don't care. Like, Hey, you proved them wrong. They still don't care. Right. So then I started to like, look at it from another way. You know, what's the highest value of me? What's the highest version of myself? Um, and the highest version of me is to truly love others. Maybe even when they're not ready to give on that level or, or, you know, give that back to me. So that's kind of like where it came from. I realized like, hey, all these people, I'm trying to prove wrong, don't care. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, they're not going to worry about if I'm successful or not. But the people that are right in front of me, the people that are in the gym, the people that I have the ability to coach and have reached out to me looking for help need all of me. And I have to be willing to do that. So that's kind of where I got it from. Um, I, don't, I don't know. You know, and we've been able to build a really strong team around that. Yeah. Right. So that's what we lead with. You know, when we get our intern classes in here, when we bring in new coaches, the first thing we talk about are people like us do things like this. And to us, that means people like us are more than just trainers. You know, yeah. we're coaches. And that means that we have to make an impact way outside the training room, way outside the weight room, you know, way outside even the kitchen. Like, yeah, of course, like we're going to talk nutrition. We're going to get the training done. That's great. But like, how can we instill confidence in someone? How can we make them a better version of them? How can we ha- help them have more self-esteem and really, you know, live a stronger life? Yeah. So that's kind of like our goal, you know, and that's, and that's kind of where that all came from was like realizing like, Hey, nobody cares about proving them wrong and all this stuff. And we tell our guys all the time. Cause like our, we'll have college ball players and high school ball players are like, I just want to prove these a-holes wrong. You yeah. know, you know, fuck these guys. I keep telling me I can't play varsity. I can't do this or that. I'm like, you know, it'd be awesome if you went out and like proved all the people that have been supporting you the whole way. Right. right. Yeah. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah. So you preach uh, that blue collar mindset here a lot. Yeah. You want to talk a little bit about where that came from? And Yeah, absolutely. So I just t- kind of told you guys, like, I was meant to, like, be a failure. So I was, I truly believe that, like, if I wasn't doing this, I'm not sure where I'd be. Um, so this blue-collar mindset thing, in the beginning of the gym, we had a lot of trouble kind of talking about what we did. You know, what was what was the training like, you know? And people would always say, oh, that place is hardcore. That place is hardcore. I don't like hardcore. Yeah. Hardcore sounds like someone's, like, bleeding on the floor. <laughs> like, no one's, no one's bleeding. 
maybe mostly <laughs> right. most of the time yeah it's yeah. just like it sounds crazy right so then i got this idea of like ah oh, you know what we really do is like we work for everything we get you know and we don't take days off and we're always like punching the clock you know showing up so i started coming up with this thing like the blue collar mindset which basically to us has two core principles number one failure is never fatal so anytime you fail it's just an opportunity to learn and grow we preach that to our adults we preach that to our athletes we preach that to our coaches our staff of course like of course you're gonna fail that's a given but it's really just an opportunity to learn. Like you're not a failure. That doesn't make you who you are. That's not a reflection of your character. It's just a reflection of where you are today, right? That's number one. And then number two, anything is possible through hard work. So I said like, not a good reader, not a good writer. When I opened the business, I was 19 years old. I didn't know anything about having a business. I knew shit about shit really, yeah. you know? But I knew, I was like, think about it like this. Like if you had like a superpower, cause I'm big into the Avengers right now, I'm fired up. Okay, it's coming. Infinity Wars is coming, right? So. If I had a superpower, I, I don't do anything that well, except I will not get outworked. So I was like, that's where it came from. I was like, man, I was like, my superpower is hard work. So blue collar mindset was born. And now we do the hard hat mentality, which is like no days off type stuff where we say everybody's got to wear their hard hat, you know, cool. no, no, yeah. Yeah, none of that bullshit. I'm sick. We don't do that. So oh, you, awesome. yeah, you, you started, you started this whole thing when you were 19. Yep. Right? 19 first physical location. That's really impressive. Yeah. What, what was what was your first location like? Like, what was that like? So, um, <laughs> funny enough, so the first location was inside of a batting cage. And uh, this whole thing got rolling. Um, I was a college baseball player. And I was, you know, training. And some guys were like, hey, man, I'd really like to, like, do what you're doing. What is that all about? And I was like, yeah, you like to do it? I was like, I'm a trainer. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll train you guys up, right? So our, our first location, uh, we used to hit in this batting cage. It's called Blue Chip. It's not called blue chip anymore, so it's cool. <laughs> it's called blue chip, right? So <clears throat> we we go there during the day. It's like in the summertime. Two, two of these college guys were home. I was still playing college ball. I just got home um, from – I used to play D3 ball in Virginia. I just gotten home, and I was like, hey, man, listen, meet me at uh, blue chip at 11 a.m., right? We didn't have a key to blue chip. <laughs> we're like, we're just going to figure this shit out. <laughs> so, so we get there. We, like, snuck through, like, the back, like, garage door. So we basically <laughs> broke into this place. And I was training these two guys, Tony and Fish, right? So I'm training Tony and Fish, you know. We're like, yo, no one's going to be here, so we're good. I, I, like, specifically remember they were, like, doing kettlebell swings with, like, a 25-pound kettlebell because that's what they had. <laughs> I was like, this will be fine, <laughs> right? And, like, one of the owners, like, opens the door. Shit. And I'm like, fuck, like we're fucked. So I, in, my, in that moment, I'm like, yo, this is how I'm going to play this shit. I was like, I'm just going to act like I was totally meant to be here. <laughs> so I just keep yeah. fucking coaching. I'm like, I'm like, great job, Tony. Yeah, you're tearing that shit up. Nice job, bro. Yeah. Like, just keep going. And the guy, his name's Jim, which I owe a lot to Jim at this point now, yeah. right? Because of the, like the next, how this next thing transpired. He calls me over. He's like, hey, uh, you know, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> and I was like, um, yeah, I'm just coaching these guys up, man. Just doing a little training. And he's like, cool. He's like, uh. I like that shit. I was like, good, <laughs> good deal. Yeah. yeah, good deal. He's like, he's like, you should come in and train our teams. Like we have teams out of this place. I was like, yes, yeah, yes like, I yeah, should. yeah, yes, I should. You're right. You're, you're not wrong. Yeah. I like that, you know? So uh, the next day, it was like the next, that was like a Saturday, I think. And then it was a Tuesday. I remember specifically it was a Tuesday. He was like, just get here at seven. I want you to like interview with the head guy. So I get there and the head guy is like this spaz. His name's Mike. He's just total space cadet. No idea what's going on. I don't even think he knew I was like coming. So I'm wearing like khakis and like a shirt, which is like my only pair of khakis. And I'm like, let me roll up here and say, what's up? So I get there and Mike's like, who are you? I'm like, oh, I'm CJ. He's like, what are you here for? I was like, oh, I'm interviewing with you to like be the strength coach for your teams. He's like, great. He's like, we need you right now. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, <laughs> he's like, there's a team on the floor. Go get them. I'm like, go get what? He's like, go train them. I was like, 
oh shit, all right, cool. I walk out, there's like 12, 13 year old kids. I'm like, okay, let's go guys. And here I am in khakis, my only pair, <laughs> yeah. you know, let's tear it up. So I, I tore up the workout and then after he's like, he's like, that was awesome. He's like, how much do you want to get paid? I was like, really? I was like, 20 bucks an hour. Yeah, done. <laughs> Big dogged his ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, done, let's do it. And that's, that's how it got rolling. I eventually went on to like sublet that space and start, you know, what is now Avanzar Training Systems. Right. We got too big there. We moved 2,100, again, 4,900 square foot. You know, we just keep outgrowing them, so. That's awesome. That's hilarious. Um, <laughs> just a little B&A. I love it. <laughs> so, so what was it, so what was the difference? So you went from subleasing a space to now not owning a space, but renting like your own space. Yep. What, what was that like, like that transition? We, so we had a ton of issues with like the sublet, yeah. like as we got to that point, you know, as we started to grow and, and the business started to mature, mm-hmm. um, you know, we had, we had like 75 members in that 550 square foot. Like it was, wow. you know, yeah. So we, so we were at, at blue chip, at blue chip. Okay. Yeah. So we were out, <clears throat> like we were doing, there were certain months where we were doing more business mm-hmm. than blue chip was in 550 square foot of over 5,000. I think that building, don't quote me, but it's like 7,500 square foot. Yeah. So we were doing more business than them. So it kind of got a little bit sketchy, like, you know, we had set terms on a sublet, and then all of a sudden these set terms are starting to change and morph, Yeah. where I was, like, renting, you know, 550 square foot for 550 bucks. They're, they're kind of doing the counting now, like, holy shit, that's a lot of people yeah. in there. You know, so it got weird. So uh, I was pumped to be in my own space, and, like, you know, that came with it new challenges. Mm-hmm. Right. Again, I was still so young. Like, I'm, we moved into that original space. I was only 20 or 21. I, I might have been 20. But either way, like, signing a lease. Like, what, yeah. what, what right. the fuck is that? Like, right. adult yeah, shit. I was like, oh, shit. They're like, <laughs> when you have, like, the personal guarantee or whatever, it's like, I don't have anything, right. so you got go I'll it. guarantee this I'll shit, no problem. Yeah. yeah, let's go, fuck it. <laughs> what are you going to take? The nothing I have? Dope. You know, so, I mean, it came with new challenges, but I, I was so pumped. And then I could, uh, you know, grow the team. Yeah. Because originally, you know, when I was in 550 square foot, it was just me. And then Ragos, my head guy now, he came on. He was like interning and he was co- he was um, training as an athlete. At Blue Chip? At Blue Chip, okay. yeah. He's a college baseball player. Dude, the fucking way me and him met was hilarious, actually. So I get this email. I was like writing blogs, which aren't a thing anymore, mm-hmm. apparently. So I was writing blogs and like, I, like first of all, again, I can't write shit. So it's right. like bullet points. It's right. like how I did blogs. Like I'm like bullet point, bullet point, bullet point. So when I was in college baseball, I, I fractured my left handmate, right? So I got this like Harry Potter scar on my hand all this stuff. And I was writing these blogs about like how I was training around the injury, how I was coming back from the injury, all this shit. So I get this email one day from this kid and in my head, I'm like picturing this like dorky, like dude, like with glasses and like a pencil protector. He's like, yeah, I like broke my handmate too. And I've been like reading your blog and I've been like following the stuff and it's really awesome. You're really getting me fired up and inspired and keep me positive. I really appreciate all the writing. He's like, I wish I was like closer to you so I could like come train with you. And I emailed him back. I was like, hey, man, like, if you're ever in town, like, why don't you just, why don't you just swing by? Like, we'll find a way. Maybe just come for one day. Like, how far are you away? Where do you live? Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, I live all the way in Winslow. Winslow's like the next fucking town over. <laughs> <laughs> he, he didn't know where I was. Yeah. So I was like, oh, well, that's funny because I'm one town over. Yeah. Like, I was like, why don't you come to the gym? And that's how we met through, through a blog. Like, he, like, found, like, searching on Google. You know what I'm saying? So then he came and started training, trained, interned with us, and then we hired him on. And that's like, you know, when we moved to the new spot, you know, he became our head guy running stuff, you know, right next to me. So that's awesome. Yeah, and now he's got an ATS tattoo on him yeah. as well. Yeah, right. so yeah, we have some floating ATS tattoos. I think we have uh five or six floating. Huh. Yeah. Floating um, around. Yeah, so that I mean I've told you before, like in previous conversations, that like I was 
I admired you for your ability to like build a team. I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome. Um, but I want to go back just a little bit. So at Blue Chip, you basically like at Blue Chip. If I was in your situation when the guys, the owner walked in and saw me training someone, I would yeah. shit my pants. Um, <laughs> in the situation when I went for the interview and guy said, you know, oh yeah, I forgot you were even coming. No, you were coming. Go yeah. train a team. I would have shit my pants. Yeah. Um, how how did you handle those situations? Like how did you? Because obviously you did well in in this situation when you had to go out and train that team, and you obviously held it together when the guy came walking in, surprised to see you there. Um, like how do you like what? Like how did you hold it together? Like where do you think that came from? Like because yeah. I I don't again I I don't like I think it's all connected like with the the blue collar mindset and you know the, the no days off. Um, yeah, I don't know. Exp- explain, like, yeah. like, yeah. yeah. So, like, so in that moment, right? Like, number one, I'm not like embarrassed by shit, right? Like, ever anything. I don't care, right? Because like, I have this like very, very unique ability to not really give a fuck like what people think about me, which is really good. It's really powerful. And I yeah, have, yeah. That's, yeah. that's actually probably the most valuable thing someone can have. Yeah. Right? So, so like when he walks in and I'm like, dude, I'm caught breaking and entering into like your right. building. I'm like, eh, well, you know. This and they're might, closed right oh, now. They're closed, yeah. Right. I'm like, this might fucking sting, like, a touch. But, you know, we'll, right. we'll, we'll move on, you know. So I'm just like, worst case scenario, I'm doing this in my head. I'm like, worst case scenario, I'm about to get arrested. <laughs> right. 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 So it's like, you know. Right. So anything other than that, I'm yeah. fucking fired up right. about, you know. I'm not going to die today. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, so. And, and then, like, walking into that interview, hey, man, jump out on the floor, coach this team. Like, I always think about it like this. Like, worst case scenario, the kids don't like me dope. I don't fucking care. Right. <laughs> so like, so we're going to be just fine and I'm going to give them everything I have, you know, 100% of everything I got on this day and we'll see how it plays out. You know, so I, I think number one, just not caring about what people think about you. So key. And it allows you to be a truer version of you, which will help more people. You know, yeah. like one of my mentors told me one time, he's like, he's like, listen, he's like, there's a 100% of people who are like in, in like taking in your content. He's like 40% of them are going to fucking hate you no matter what you do. You could change everything you believe. You could put out something brand new. They'll hate you. 40% of people will like always love you. Right. No matter what you do. You could change your whole philosophy. They're going to love you. And then there's like this other 20% that just really don't give a fuck. Right. Yeah. No matter what. So it's like it's like you're not really swaying too many people around. You know, people make these snap judgments and, and kind of, oh, I really connect with him. I don't connect with him at all. Mm-hmm. And that's that. So I just, for me, like going into those situations, I was just kind of like, nah, I don't really care, you know, what people think about me or if I fail. I'm used to that anyway at that point. Mm-hmm. I had like a really like, as a kid, I was like a really bad kid. Really bad. <laughs> like, so so that's where I was going to go next. Yeah. Like obviously this whole like, I, I hate to just say like the not, like the not really caring what other people think or yeah. like that obviously started somewhere and yeah. it wasn't the day when the owner of Blue Chip walked yeah. in. Yeah. So like what, what was like the, the day when you were like, you know what, fuck this shit. Like, yeah. So I was like a super bad kid. Um, I got in all kinds of trouble. Uh, when I was really young, like I matured like fast or whatever, mm-hmm. I guess you would say. And I like, <clears throat> I got kicked out of the New Jersey public school system when I was 13 years old. So I couldn't go back to school in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, fucked up. Right. So then like you get all these people who don't know what happened, don't know a situation, pe- passing judgment, you know, mm-hmm. uh, well, you, well, you know, Joey, you're not hanging out with CJ. He's a bad kid, this or that. Right. Like, you ain't fucking know what happened. Yeah. Uh, you know, just all these like. So I kind of developed like this hardness to me and I was just like, man, I don't really care. And then I wound up having to go to school in Philadelphia, a place where I hadn't lived in years. You know, I'm from there originally, but I hadn't lived there. 
meet totally new people, have zero people that I knew at my high school, you know, when I got there. And I've just developed a, 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 type, a certain type of hardness where it's just like, hey, like, I'm going to just be me because I've been me before and just had people burn me and think what they thought about me, <laughs> like, without my input. So I might as well just be 100% of me and then, like, whatever people think they think, it's done. You know, so yeah. I, I think that's, like, kind of where I got it from. Being, thir- like, that happening at 13, like, that shapes you a lot. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you could either have gone, you know, it seems like you went the right way. Uh, yeah, for of, the most you part. Know, I think so. It sounds like it. <laughs> yeah. Where that could have ended really poorly for, for someone else. 100%. So, and so it's funny. So now we do like this outreach stuff that we don't like talk about. We don't publicize it, whatever. You know, so once a quarter I speak at the juvenile detention facility. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, it's yeah. fucking awesome, actually. The kids in there are awesome kids that like fucked up. 99% right. of them. Some what, of them are. Yeah. What some, kid doesn't fuck up? Exactly, yeah. exactly. And they wind up in a bad spot. And it's so awesome because every time I go there, there's like, and they're very outspoken, these kids. Like, they don't fuck around. Yeah. Every time I go there, they're like, oh, you're like a rich white boy. That's what they always say. I'm like, listen, motherfucker. (laughs) Let me give you, let me give you some feedback here. Uh, That's not how this is going down, you know. And I was in your spot, dude. And like, I can help you with this shit if you let me. So we go there, we tell them the stories about like, we tell them all the comeback stories from our gym. Like, we have had some fucking really cool people come to our gym. Um, Addicts, things like that. Mm -hmm. Got clean. We've had guys come in, D3 football players, turn pro, like some fucking cool stories that get those kids fired up. So I go there once a quarter. If, as long as they don't invite me, I go, go, go. Mm-hmm. It's actually like crazy the way they like work you and you like go there to like volunteer. So I like go there thinking I'm speaking for like an hour. They had me do a full, like they, they basically go through school in there. Yeah. They had me do a full school day. So, <laughs> so I taught seven classes. I was like, oh shit, like I'm speaking for seven hours. Yeah. It was wild. So... I do that, and then we do um, this. We have this at-risk youth group um, at the tech school, right? So I haven't been back there in a while. The woman who used to like work with me there like moved positions, but I'm trying to get back in there. So we go and we talk to the at-risk youth group, and I just talk to them about like we don't talk to them about training, obviously. You know, yeah. we talk to them about, about creating value in themselves because what what happens is these kids, they somebody like we're talking about, somebody says you're this, you're that, you're you're not a good kid. You know, and then they start to believe that shit themselves. Totally. Then they're like, oh, I'm not a good kid. And then they're going around living their life through this fucking lens of like, oh, I'm not a good kid. Right. You know, so I kind of went the opposite way, like you said, which is great. And now I'm able to give back some of that stuff. And we have, you know, right now, like I was telling you guys, like we have like a hundred baseball players that train with us, Mm. you know, which is great. And they're in like this very developmental time. And what we actually found was that like we weren't doing enough. Like the, the goal of the gym is to change lives one rep at a time. Right. So like we weren't doing enough outside of the training. So we developed this group, and it's funny because Millville wants me to talk about this, so we will, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we developed this group called Premier. So Premier is our top guys. You have to like earn the right to be in the group, right? And that doesn't mean like you're the strongest guy or this or that. It just means you're always consistent. You always work hard, and you always build up everyone around you. So Premier meets on Friday nights. It's October and November. It's eight weeks long, and we bring in guest speakers. So I do six talks, or I did. Uh, we were nine weeks this time around. I did six talks, and we had three guest speakers. So the way the group works is it's a it's a um, self-improvement group for high school kids which is fucking like they've never been through anything like that before um and it's unreal the stuff you hear from these kids that you know on the outside have everything going for them and what they really think about themselves is 100 percent different so the best thing we've ever done in the gym it didn't make us you know it didn't it didn't make us six figures but right. the yeah. best thing we've ever done by far is premiere um 
by by the way, like just a side note, crazy fucking workouts in there because the kids get nuts. Oh, sure. Yeah. 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 You know, just being able to like let loose on Friday nights. So we used to close the gym, like so no one else was like allowed in. Yeah. yeah. And uh, like no athlete can come in if you're not in premiere during that time. They have like premiere shirts, um, like just a lot of different stuff. Our premiere group, like they graduate, and they become the big brothers of the gym once they graduate premiere. So if we have a new kid or something come in, you get a premiere guy to help you. So like, all right, like your first day here, cool. Grab Mike. Grab uh, Craig, whatever. They're gonna show you how to foam roll. They're gonna help you with the warm up, you know. So it makes it easier on us too, but it gives them leadership roles. So the whole idea is like, I don't want to grow more followers, right? Right. Leaders build leaders. So that's what we're trying to do with the premiere things, like build more leaders. And it's again, it's insane what kids think about themselves. It's crazy because no one in, no, in a negative in way. a negative way, yeah. Because yeah, no one tells them like, no one like. When's the last time you heard a kid be told someone was proud of him? Right. It's fucking unreal. Nobody tells them. So they're the, comparing themselves to everything they see. On Instagram, on Instagram. Yeah. which is all fucking fake. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Like every other gym owner, right? We're all like, oh my God, they must have one million members. Right. Yeah. It's right. like they have 26 members and that they put in fucking bare, fish eye. Yeah, and they're yeah. barely paying <laughs> their bills. Yeah. 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 But that's how it goes. So, you know, we were really pumped up about that. And we're going to rerun that every single year as far as long as we stand. Um, we're going to do it. So, I mean, that was that was by far the coolest thing we did. And our guest speakers were awesome too. Um, yeah, we had a Navy SEAL come in. Talk to them about uh, leadership in the military and uh, talk to them about like having a plan and then having contingencies on the plan, stuff like that. We had uh, a brain specialist come in and talk about like power of the brain, the power of uh, like what you say to yourself, your internal dialogue. Right. Yeah. That was fucking awesome. That's and then, amazing. Yeah, yeah. We, had, um, we had a gym owner actually, Pete Isom. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Pete. I, I know the name for some reason. Yes. Yeah. So Pete is like, he's like my homie. He's one of the coolest guys I know in the industry. Um, he is no bullshit. And he came in and talked about like just believing in yourself and being you. There's no one better at like being you than like Pete Isaac. Like he doesn't give a fuck about what anybody thinks. Yeah. Yeah. You know, his gym crank is like, and I just know he's all heart. So like when he came and talked, we had one of our guys. So I tell you, you know, we had a guy here that was an addict. He was addicted. Um, to prescription drugs, and then he, you know he had another issue. We had him come in and talk about his about his like getting clean, right? Mm-hmm. And about that kind of road. So it was awesome for them to hear, like, hey, this is like the real story. You know, this is what really fucking. This is how this really goes. Yeah. You know, this isn't a this isn't a video in your health class. This right. is like how this actually looks. Right. You know. Yeah, I was partying, and then oh, holy shit, my whole life was a party. Right. Mm-hmm. And then oh wow, that's spiraled quick. Right. You know. So it was good. I mean, we had really good guest speakers. We had really good. The group was awesome. We had, I think. Uh, 15 guys sign up for it. We charge like a little bit extra for to do it so yeah. we can get all the speakers paid and right, right, get right, all the t-shirts and stuff. And then, um, yeah, man, it was just an awesome turnout. We had so much good feedback from the parents. All the parents, so like the rule of Premiere is whatever happens in Premiere stays in Premiere. So all the parents would like email me and they'd be like, hey, I know whatever happens in Premiere stays in Premiere, but I just want to let you know so-and-so loves it, so-and-so likes it, so-and-so can't wait for every Friday night. I've never seen him so fired up to train on Friday. We we always say, like, champions create distance on Fridays. So, like, I've never seen him so fired up train on Friday. Like, that's all he wants to do is go to premiere. And then I also got a ton of complaints because, like, it was supposed to be, like, 7 o'clock session, 8 to 9, like, leadership. We would go, like, 7 to, like, 11. Yeah, 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 everyone fired up. That's awesome. Yeah, especially in this world, you know, because kids are – yeah, that's fucking cool. They're doing a job that parents should be doing, which is – Or that maybe parents can't do. You yeah, know, maybe yeah. it's not. Maybe they need they need yeah. something. Yeah, it's, you know, I think it is some of that too. Like we talk about like proximity principle. Like, right. like oh, my mom's a nutritionist. I'm like, okay, great. Uh, what do you eat? Right. Nothing. Oh, okay, dope. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, what does she tell you to eat? Well, she tells me to eat like you know red meat and this and that. And I'm like, all right, dude, go eat red meat. She, oh, okay, I will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yes. 
Yeah. So a little bit of a proximity principle. You're probably way cooler than someone's mom. Too, so. <laughs> Just I'm edging them out. I'm, yeah. I'm edging some moms out in the cool department probably. <laughs> cool. Just by like a little ass bit. <laughs> cool. So um, I think Jacqueline would agree with me. So one thing we struggle with at Warhorse, so I'll selfishly ask this question, is, is building a team that you can bank on and count on. Um, you've done that here. Uh, Thank you. So and I and I've told you that I've told yeah. you straight yeah, to your face before that like I admire your yeah. ability to do this yeah. and and uh, I don't do you want to share with like like the process how did you develop it like I'm assuming again just like everything else it didn't happen overnight like what yeah. like hopefully you made a few mistakes along the way absolutely and yeah. and what would you do differently and what what do you think your method yeah method is. to madness yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 so there's like a bunch of like. You know, you read all this like leadership stuff right. and then you go to all these seminars and it all fucking sounds like great. Yes. That sounds fucking awesome. We are going to have everyone do a Myers-Briggs. Yeah. We're going to figure mm-hmm. the fuck out. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, who do I need right now? Like, and then we're going to go find that person. It's like, well, that's probably not how that's going to go. But um, so for us, like number one, having a strong foundation, like what we would call like a leadership team. You know, I've talked about Ragos already, but, you know, having Ragos, like knowing he's going to be there um, has been huge for us. So having a guy that understands the culture because he came through it right. as an athlete, you know, and understands what we're trying to do. And then total nerd, right? right? Like he's just, a, he, and by, by the way, he's like 286 pounds of just, yes. just straight Greek. I thought he said 280. He's a big boy. Yeah. He, yeah. dude, so he might be down to 280. He's cutting. It's funny because he's cutting. I, I want him to go up to 300. He's just not listening to me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so just like biggest dork ever though, loves training, loves everything about it. So loves the process. Is not worried about like, I want to be like internet famous, this right. or that. Has none of that like in him. I don't think the last time like, he posted on Instagram, like personally on his personal Instagram was fucking months ago. He doesn't care about any of that stuff. He cares about like getting our guys better and like living out our culture. So like having him in place first was huge because then every other guy that came in, they weren't just hearing it from me. They were hearing it yeah. from him too. Right. So you had an echo. Um, so I think that was huge, number one. And then number two is like we lead with culture. So like we lead with what we believe in, not with training. I could give two fucks what you know about training, especially from a hiring perspective. I'll teach you training. Training is not that fucking hard, right. you know? I mean, yes, can we get very specific? Of course. Does it take a long time to be able to like eyeball a barbell and say, hey, this is fucked up, you know, mm. move this here, take your thumb off, you know, but, oh, oh, that looks better, you know, whatever. Uh, of course, and they'll develop that. But if you don't have the culture in place, if you don't have, if their mindset isn't on what needs to be developed in our people, Mm-hmm. not from a training perspective, inside of our people, then they're never going to get it. They're never going to be a part of what you want to do. And then the other thing I think that's really worked for me personally that I might not recommend to a ton of people is like I'm really good friends with our whole team. So like I know that shit is like blurry, right? right. It's like it's like so like for me, I'm very I'm very clear though. I, I, I give I provide clarity. At least I hope I do. You know, I say like, hey, I'm your boss right now. You ready? And yeah. It's like right. it's like, all right, cool. Now we're homies again. Yeah. You know, it's like cool. But I need you to do this. You know, this is what I need done. This is what I expect. So we're very clear on expectations, very clear on culture. I think starting from those points before training, like, so I would never, like, personally, I would, like, you could be the best strength coach in the world. Listen, you know, whoever you think the best strength coach is, fuck Joe DeFranco, whoever, I don't, if they called me right now and said, I have a great coach for you, I'd be like, no fucking way. Right. They're not going to fit in our program. There's just no shot. You know, we had a bunch of guys uh, apply when we, we had, like, a job ad out. We had a bunch of guys apply that were, like, Cressy people. Did, like, internships with Cressy, worked for Cressy, whatever. I was like, hey, like, not to be dick, like, you're not going to fit with us. There's no way because mm-hmm. you don't understand the culture, right? Like, if I can't build you in the culture, then I can't – you're not going to work. I just know right. you're not going to work out. I don't care. I'd, I'd rather you be less technically savvy, quite honestly, because then 
too. Like we're all like we're all dorks too. We're all picky about little shit. Yeah. Like I don't like the way that that like you coach the landmine. Mm. Right. Like right, right. I just don't like it. You know. So I'd rather be able to build you to the way we coach it here versus un uh, like get yeah. you away from something you already do. Right. So I think the culture is so important. We don't hire unless you were an athlete here, A or B, did an internship component. And now if like it was like so we just hired Mike, right? It's like Mike was an athlete and then we made him do the internship anyway. You know? Yeah. So 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 how long is like the process here? So if if you know if I wanted to coach here, yep. I would have to be a member, right? No, you'd have to be an intern. Or, an intern. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So you'd have to be an intern. You wouldn't necessarily have to be a member. So what we do with our interns to get them involved is like we make them train. Right. So they have to train. Mm-hmm. All, our, all our interns have to have a goal. They have to train. And in the beginning, we make them train in the groups. Like they don't they don't get the right, they don't earn the right to just come train like we just did, you know, roll up right. and, yeah. oh, yeah, we're going to hit like Hatfields and all this shit. No, you're going to train in the groups because you can't lead a group if you've never been in it. Yeah. Right. You so, integrate them that way yeah. too. Exactly. Yep. So everybody starts to know who they are. Right. So the whole process, the whole internship process is supposed to be 16 weeks. Um, we get, and basically the way it works is they have different responsibilities. The responsibilities evolve over the 16 weeks. So like weeks one and two, I like, I literally want you to be like a shadow. I want you to hang out. I want you to learn every single member's names and two things about them. That's like their assignment. And then we test them like, Hey, who's this person? Show them a picture. Right. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's great. Funny. Tell me two things about yeah. them. Uh, they played college football. No, fucking wrong. Prowlers, right? Like yeah. they didn't play college football. Right? So, right. you know, um, so that's like their first two weeks and then it evolves. It's like, all right, now I want you to be able to like run a warm up, just one a night, just run the warm up. you know? All right. That really sucked. You're staying right here. You know, you're going to run this warm up appropriately before we move on, you know? And then what we do from the education side is every week, Mondays at 9 PM, which is fucking the most brutal time ever, which is fine though. That's like when all the interns can get here. So all the interns are here, regardless of schedule, 9 p.m., and we do an in-service every week. So myself or Ragos will teach a specific quality. And our first week, the qualities that we teach are what we believe. Mm-hmm. So the, literally the first intern in-service that everyone goes through, they're all excited. Oh, I can't wait to learn this training shit. You know, right. they got their notebooks out and shit. Yeah. And it's called People Like Us Do Things Like This. That's the whole in-service. <laughs> so it's an hour of me talking about little shit. People yeah. like us are 15 minutes early. People like us say, how good do you feel instead of how you feeling? People like, like, and we just go through it and we beat it down. And then we go over what, like, what is, res- what they're responsible for. We call them like KRAs, like key responsibility areas. Like this is what you're responsible for. You're responsible to have a, has, have a positive energy level score of eight plus at all times, one to 10 scale. Like if you're not, we're going to tell you fucking leave. Right. You're responsible for not having your hands in your pockets. Don't put your fucking hands in your pockets. You know, don't put your hands underneath your armpits. You're not fucking cold. You know, like. Just little stuff, but it's like, it makes a big difference stuff. Makes yeah. It, yeah, makes so, a big difference. So that's little what we do. Things, yeah. Exactly. And then we yeah. start getting into the training, right? Then we teach them warm-ups. Right. Then we teach them regression, progression, the system for that that we use. We teach them why, right? right? So I want them to not know it, but also know why. Yeah. And then we go into it, and then we go squat, bench, deadlift, because those are like, for us, again, like, I'm not saying everyone has to do that shit. Right. You know, fucking, but, you know, some form, everyone's going to hinge, everyone's going to squat, everyone's going to push. So we go over that stuff. We go over rowing variations. We go over all that stuff. Core, um, speed, because we have a lot of athletes. Power, and then our last, very last in-service is programming, because they all want to like, they all want to like ask questions about programming. And it's like, right. you, what the fuck? You can't even bench. Like, you don't know how to bench. Like, why do do a push-up? Yeah. Why does it fucking matter how to program it if you can't even do it? <laughs> you know? Right. So we do that last. But yeah. So that's how the internship process works. Um, we only hire out of there. That we don't necessarily hire every intern we get. Uh, we take a lot of interns on. Um, now too so we played with everything we played with like having big intern classes mm-hmm. and we played with like oh let's just take like one or two and really like dial in on them i'm gonna tell you like one or two does not work as well as big classes big classes they push each other they're all trying to compete 
you know? Yeah, definitely. I yeah. can see that making it more competitive, make them do a little bit, um, what's the word? I don't know. Just make them better. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah. We have guys that'll like, when there's bigger classes, we have guys that'll come early, stay late, help do X, Y, Z that they weren't asked to do. Yeah. Train with us and then train again, you know? So do certain stuff. Oh, ask questions, ask really good questions, you know? And then if there's a small class, we sometimes get guys that just kind of cruise. Have, girls, you know. have you ever hired from the outside? Uh, so we did one time and it didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a horrible decision for us. Um, we really needed to uh, fill a void in some coaching hours. We grew really fast in that second location. And uh, it's like, man, like if we don't. So basically we were stunted growth wise because I couldn't get off the floor enough right. to do any marketing, to do any assessment, to do any sales process stuff. So we hired from the outside, seemed like it was going to be a good fit culturally and just and really, again, wasn't training knowledge at all. He was a trainer or whatever. Just culture fucking sucked. Yeah. yeah. You know, he, he at, at the end of the day, he was just a dick. So he would, like, belittle, like, our members. It's like... That's weird. Yeah, yeah like, 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 <laughs> like, that, that like, like, yeah, I'm, I'm stronger than you. It's like, Who nobody fuck fucking cares. cares. No one cares. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about, dude? That, that makes zero... You're not fuck. competing yeah, with, what like, the your fuck? Client. Yeah, this is... I was like, dude, this is so dumb. I, yeah. was, like, I was like, you gotta go, man. You yeah. Go. You know? So we got rid of him in a hurry, but... I think it only lasted like a couple months. Yeah, that's, I mean. But like some of our, it was like weird because like some of our men would like challenge him. So it was like kind of funny, but then it wasn't fucking funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. It gets to a point where, yeah. Yeah. yeah so. For us, I mean, hiring outside does not work. It is, it was, it's the worst thing we've ever done actually. Yeah. Um, it was fucking terrible. But anyway, um, so let's, let's go back. So we have blue chip, then we go to ATS. Second location. 2.0. 2.0. And then now we're currently sitting in what? 3.0. 3.0. Yep. Um, what was the transition from 2.0 to 3.0 like? Um, more more coaches. We had to hire. Um, Christian was just finished up his internship, so we hired him on. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we hired another coach once we got over here. So we just needed more coaching because our, our system for delivering our product changed. Right. You know, so now instead of running one small group at a time, we run two small groups at a time. So right. we just literally needed more, more bodies. So um, hired another coach. Um, more equipment, the whole thing, you know, uh, we doubled in size, so we need it. And like, you know what, like we didn't expect was to like need like little shit, like this table, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. like these chairs, yeah. couches, like, oh shit, you know, but one of the really cool things, again, like beating on our culture, we, we dedicated space in the gym for our kids, our, for our athletes and adults to just hang out. Yes. TV, TV is that, Netflix. Is that right here? Yeah, that, yeah, they just kick it there. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. why there's nothing out there. All only thing out there, the only thing that's allowed to go out there is like our pro guys jerseys, and that's it. So <clears throat> when our pro guys sign, they get a jersey, or whatever. We frame it, we put it in there. And other than that, like nothing else. You know, we have we have one out there waiting on two more. We had two guys that are you know we're just waiting to see where they land this year, so it's great. And they and all of our like pro guys are like homegrown like pro guys. That that's a pet peeve why why i can why i can yeah. sound off on this i fucking hate when like right. a dude like drops it he's already a pro guy drops into like a gym for like a workout and they're yeah. like yeah this is our pro guy it's like yeah. no, no it's not well, yeah like, we've actually you know malcolm malcolm jenkins has trained at warhorse good shit uh, about a total of four, four times, times in That's about awesome. in about two years so i do you know a little piece of the super bowl trophy might be mine <laughs> <laughs> i've spotted him <laughs> Uh, I gave him a bench handoff. Uh, so no, but yeah, I understand that. Yeah, yeah I can see your frustration. Well, yeah, because especially like locally, we have some dudes that <laughs> yeah, do some shit that like that. It's like that's really large, annoying. Yeah, yeah, a large part of your right. business is training athletes. So yeah. like, it's, that yeah. kind of yeah. rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah, it's annoying. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. we've had guys drop in, of course. We've got to visit. You know. Yeah. Come with another guy who did train with us. 
We don't just say like, yeah, that's our guy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's weird. You know, I'm picky about that. So go so going back to blue chip, um, is there anything from from blue chip to now, is there anything that you would do differently? No. I always answer this question the same way. Yeah. No way. Going back to the very beginning, I wouldn't do anything different. Ton of mistakes, of course, but I learned from them and I got way better. And then that's blue car mindset, right? Right. Like, None of mistakes yeah, are fatal. Exactly. Exactly. So I love like if we're failing, then I know we're pushing the envelope. Like we're doing something mm-hmm. right, you know? Like, oh, this shit isn't working. Great. You know? Right. Let's figure it out and get better. Exactly. If you don't mind sharing, what was maybe one of, you know, the biggest mistakes? Like, how, how close have you come to it being like, fuck, like, we might not survive this? And, like, what did you do yeah. to survive it? So, at one point, like, in uh, 2.0... We had like twenty one dollars in the bin, in the uh, gym account, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I remember like one of our members was like, "Hey man, we need like X Y Z." Like, well, a member I'm pretty close with, his name's Chris. He's like, "Hey, we need like X Y Z." Like, he was kind of like fucking around, right. like we need like a new bench or something like that. And I was like, "Well, here, I got something for you." I like pulled out my phone, like showed him the account. I was like, "Here you go." <laughs> right. yeah. I was like, "Tell me where we should get it." You yeah. know, yeah. it's twenty one oh nine in the account, bro. And he was like, "What the fuck are you doing in here?" I'm like, "Dude, I don't know." You know, I don't know. We grew our payroll so fast yeah. that it didn't support, you know, what we were doing. So uh, that mistake was just simply me not knowing my numbers, right? So, like, the financial side of that mm-hmm. and immediately, like, how we remedied that was like, hey, this isn't working, clearly. I need help, right? right? Again, I don't know shit about business. I'm not a businessman. Right. I didn't, wasn't a business major in college. I took mm-hmm. no business classes. Um, in high school, I didn't pay attention to shit anyway. I was kind of cruising. Um, I, was, I was like... Go, I was playing baseball, not playing school in right. high school. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then, you know, so what we did was I reached out and I got help. You know, I got a business coach. I got, then I, I already had a business coach. Then I got another guy to coach me on like the financial side of stuff because I had no idea what the fuck I was doing. There's mm-hmm. so you know? much that you would never think about. Yeah. So when we established, like, when I went through that first, the initial assessment with like that financial guy, he was like, okay. He's like, gets on the phone with me. He's like, hey, CJ, what's up, man? I'm like, what's up? He's like, all right. First thing I need is like your BOE. And I was like, I don't know what the fuck that is. And he's like, oh shit. I was like, I, I don't know what that is. Do you know what that is? A, B, a BOE? Base operating expense. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Right. so he's like, he's like, he's like, what's your BOE? I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. And he literally on the phone with me. This is a guy I'm paying like $500 for the hour, which we didn't have. He's right. like, he's like, oh shit. I'm like, yeah, it's that bad. He's like, I'm going to send you some shit. Right. I need you to like work on some stuff. So we got it down and now, you know, we're fine. We're, you know, we're profitable. Great. Yeah. You know, we're financially healthy. This is good. You know? So that was like the biggest mistake is not knowing my numbers. Second biggest mistake. We already talked about hiring from the outside yep. was, a, was a big thing for me. I know people will say that that's wrong. That's this. That's I don't fucking care. Cause that's just what we've experienced. Like when people aren't invested in our culture and what they believe, I always think like, Hey, if you won't get an ATS tattoo, you're not a fucking good fit. Right. (laughs) I think that's awesome. I mean, most people that I've listened to talk about like building a team, they all say like hiring from the outside is the worst thing you can do. Like it just doesn't work. Yeah. And, and I, 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 in this day and age, I don't think it works. Most people have their own interests. Like that's what's important. Yeah. Yeah. So, so exactly. So like if you can't see the power of the system of the gym, like I think about the gym, like a living thing, right? Right. Like the gym has its own pulse, its own personality, the walls bleed. It doesn't, I don't need to be here for the gym to be the gym. Right. You know? So like if you can't, if you can't see the power of that, if you can't connect with that, if you've never felt it, it's not going to work. You know, it's like, you don't want them there. Yeah. You're just, you're looking at the gym. Like it's a fucking like room with like weights. Yeah. Like, this is, like, this is who we are, you know, at the end of the day. Like, this is what we do, and this is, like, who we are as people. Like, think about how many hours, like, we spend, you know, like, Chris and I get here, 
we start training us personally at noon. We, we always say we're training at noon. We actually watch Netflix from noon to one every day. And then we train at one, but it's noon training time. Yeah. So, so we noon train time and then dude, we're here until 10 PM. So every day is 10 hour day. What time yeah. do you get here? I get here. It depends on what, what's going on. So most of the days now I've, I'm pretty flexible. I can work from home in the beginning of the day. So I'm up, I'm Adam, but I'm working from home. Right, right, right. You know, so I'll work from home. I have a giant Rottweiler who like needs to like be like, he needs to be out of his crate and he needs to get fired up and stuff. So we'll go, we'll do our walk in the morning and then he'll eat my couch in the afternoon yep. and stuff like that. So I'll leave my house at like 11 to get here, 1130 noon. I'll get here. And so, okay. so I'm here from noon to 1030, 11, just about every night. All right. Um, yeah. So I have that flexibility. Uh, Chris is here. He gets here about five in the morning. Um, but he'll go home in the middle of the day and, uh, cook and do whatever he needs yeah. to do where he'll just pass out on those couches. That yeah. seems to be really popular. Mm-hmm. Our couches are great nap couches. Yeah. Um, that was an, that was an upgrade for sure. And then like our other coaches, depending on the day, you know, whatever their schedule looks like, you know, some guys are doing the morning, some guys are doing PM stuff. Um, we have two full-time coaches, so they're here basically all day, you know? Very cool. Yeah. So, uh, having a team, I think an important, so we're slowly developing our team. I will say this, like, I think like we have a couple coaches on now, um, about four, right? And the most valuable coach we have was a member. And I, and all of our coaches are great. But John, like our coach John, he's he was a member and he's he's crushing it and we're super happy from the inside. But what do you do for like team building? Yeah. Like what, what kind of stuff have you done? Because we're, we're trying to figure out what to do with our coaches. We don't know if we want to go play paintball. We don't know if we want to go, yeah, you so, know. What do you do for team building exercises? Yeah, so we have a schedule. We don't, okay. we don't fuck around with this right here. This is, this is big stuff. We've right. talked about this, and I think yeah. it's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So we, we don't, this is serious. This is, uh, for us, this is non-negotiable. And sometimes this shit hurts. So, like, our rule, right, care until it hurts, right? So that's what we do. So basically what we do is we, we call it Super Happy Fun Day. So every quarter we have Super Happy Fun Day. Okay. Um, now, Super Happy Fun Day is always a surprise for the coaches, always a surprise for the team. I'm the only one that knows about Super Happy Fun Day, what's going down. So all they're given every Super Happy Fun Day is a location and time. Okay, so they get a location, a time, and we have a full day planned out of just super happy and fun. No bullshit, no talk about business, no yeah. talk about leads, no talk about members, no talk about, I mean, we'll talk about members because yeah. they're, they're, <laughs> they're, 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 yeah, they're, they're the homies, but you know, like, but like no bullshit, right? So only fun, you know, so we've done all kinds of stuff. And then once a year, we do what's called Super Happy Fun Weekend. So Super Happy Fun Weekend is actually coming up in April. And I gave away too much shit this time because we had to a little bit. So we're going camping. So I had to kind of give some. Was that the last time I saw you? No. Okay. La- last time you saw me was right before Super Happy Fun Beach Weekend. Beach? Okay. Yes, yeah, oh, sir. No, I thought you were going to the Poconos. Oh, we did. Yeah, so, yeah. So we did yeah. Super Happy Fun Poconos. Dude, okay. we've done a lot, right? Yeah. <laughs> so every year we do a full weekend. So the Poconos is awesome. Um, so we talked about Ragus being 286 pounds. He laid out. We were like playing volleyball. He like laid out. He says he laid out. He fucking fell. He says he laid out. <laughs> it's his version of laying yeah, out. Dude, the whole earth shook. I swear <laughs> to God. People like, they have like this little beach like in the Poconos Mountains. The, the people like from the beach like looked up. Like what the fuck's going on? Like, like yeah. it was crazy. But yeah, so we played like seven hours of volleyball. That's and then awesome. and awesome. it was the weekend of the Floyd Mayweather fight. So we had yeah, a, yeah, so yeah, yeah. we took the projector yeah. and yep. Floyd fought uh, Conor McGregor. All, that's all bullshit, but whatever. So, <clears throat> so we'll do that. But now we have, um, we did Super Happy Fun Beach Weekend, where we did a, a weighted carry of a cooler filled with beer oh, for fuck. for five hundred yards because <laughs> the Wildwood Beach is like a Wildwood. Yeah, it's it's, un, oh, yeah. it's you unreal. Have to walk yeah. Forever. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we did that, and then like what we'll do is like I'll just rent the house out again. We'll just give them a time and, and a time and a place. 
and we go, and then it's like, oh, here's what's next, here's what's next. The Super Happy Fun days, we normally start with breakfast, go from breakfast to like an activity, whatever, not to sound like gay, but yeah, you know, no, that's great. Go, to, go to an activity, and then another activity, and then normally we like ended up at like a bar or like a restaurant, eat again, drink, and have fun, and that's it, you know? Yeah. So we do it all the time. We also do a bunch of stuff that's like unplanned, right? So we've been to Eagles games, Sixers games. All kinds of stuff, you know. We like to spend a lot of time together, which is great. Yeah. But I think like having that thing on the schedule that everyone has to be at. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're always going to have like your outliers, right? Like yeah, like we have one one of our guys lives like 35 minutes away, you know. So he's not going to come and like hang out with us every Saturday, right. yeah. You know, and you know Ragos, he wants to hang out with his girl and this or that. It's like yeah, so you have to have that like time on the schedule. Like hey, this is what we're doing. Yep. You know, so we're going camping. We bought I bought this giant tent. For everyone to sleep. It's going to be super awkward. It's awesome. <laughs> I'm pumped up about it. So everyone's going to sleep in the same tent. It's huge. It has like hallways and shit. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the awesome. tent's fucking awesome. And we, yeah, so by the way, all of the profitability that I talked about with our financial guy, we blow it all on Super Happy Fun oh, Weekend. So we don't, we don't actually make it. money. Yeah, so <laughs> we, we just go Super Happy Fun Weekend. Yeah. And then, so, and then on top of that, every year we do a retreat. Um, we do a one weekend retreat every year, which is educational in, in nature. Uh, Soar next summer strong is what we do every year, except not anymore. So we're gonna figure that out. But yeah, yeah. So we, what we do is we close the gym for two days, and, and go uh, somewhere. Yeah, we go somewhere. Very you know? cool. Yeah. So that's that. Very cool. Um. So you guys have been to an Eagles game. Yeah. Yeah. So this is pretty funny. <laughs> How did that go? Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not big into starting shit, but we will finish shit yeah. if need be. So um, so we're at an Eagles game, and one of our office manager at the time, AJ. He's, um, to say it nicely, he drinks too much. <laughs> you know, straight up. He's still your office manager. He's not. He's, he's not. He's not, okay. not. But no, he moved on to something. Okay. It, all good. Yes, all yes. good stuff. All good stuff. So he was a part-time office manager with us in between. Like, he graduated college. He didn't have, like, a job. And he was a part-time office manager. By the way, <laughs> so AJ's, like, my homie from high school. We went to high school together. And he, like, called me. He's like, hey, man. He's like, you know, uh, I don't have, like, a job or anything. You got anything for me, like, at the gym? I'm like, well, you're not, like, a coach or anything. He's like, nah, man. I'm like, all right, dude. I was like, fuck it. You can be our office manager. Like, just invented this role yeah. for him. Sounds good. It he, sounds great. Well, listen, he rolls up. I'm like, all right, man, break out your laptop. He's like, I don't have a laptop. <laughs> fuck. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me, right? So, so I give him, like, my laptop. He's like, here's, he types fucking two fingers. I'm like, dude, you never had a computer? He's like, no, nah, I never had a computer before. Dude, doesn't know how to, like, doesn't know Microsoft Word, Microsoft Excel. No fucking idea. So, like, basically. Good start. Yeah, basically yeah. just hung out with us for, you know, I think it was like six months where he just yeah. like, basically hung out in the gym. <laughs> and he's like our office manager. That was great. But yeah, so AJ's uh, the homie. So he gets a little bit too uh, intoxicated. We're coming out of the Eagles game. Eagles lose. So everybody's a little bit fired up. These guys are like throwing bottles in the parking lot, right? And one of them, I don't think they were aiming at him or whatever, but happened to hit AJ. Oh, God. Yeah, so now AJ's fired up, you know? So he runs over these guys. It's like seven guys. And it's, you know, myself, Chris. I'm talking Ragos, AJ, and my father, we call him senior, he trains at gym. 56 years old, senior kills it, right? So he never misses. Four days a week. Serious, serious. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. He did his first powerlift meet last year. He's like strong. No shit. Yeah, cool. he's a real deal. Yeah, so uh, senior's like an ex-Marine. He like comes in here, gets everybody fired up. He goes, fucking hoorah, all that stuff. <laughs> it's awesome. So uh, so these guys like start shit, you know, and one of them swings at AJ. So now it's like, now we're going. Right. So now, now it's fisticuffs, right? We're going old school, baby. So I swing at this one guy. You know, we're we're we're, you know, whatever. We're squaring right. up with these cats. So we're going at we're getting after it. All of a sudden, I see Ragus is like running over, and I see my my father, senior, 
has this 25, 26-year-old kid, whatever, in a fucking headlock. It looks like Nolan Ryan, right? And he's punching this guy oh in the top God. of the head. This, my dad's 56. I'm like, yo, this is not fucking yeah. happening, right? Ragus like, runs over, like, gets him off him. He's like, dude, he's like, you can't be doing this shit. He's like, I got you, man. Ragus picks this kid up. Uh, you guys are familiar with, like, a granny toss, yeah. you know? Like, put him between the legs. Yeah. Ragus picked this kid up, put him between his legs, and threw him six parking spots. <laughs> this dude was airborne. He looked like Superman. For six parking spots. Needless to say, we won. We, yeah. We, yeah we, we, you know, we, we, we took a dub that day. That's good. Thanks, <laughs> thanks to your dad. Yeah, yeah. thanks to Senior. To senior senior yeah. tore it up, man. Oh Senior's the real deal. Yeah, so we have, like, that group of guys. It's Senior. They got Chris. They train Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. They they haven't missed, like, over a year. It's unreal. Yeah, That's a good bonding experience. Nothing like yeah. a fight to bring people together. <sighs> nothing no, nothing like Senior throwing some fists. How does yeah. that kid feel? You know, the 26-year-old kid that got his ass beat by, by yeah. a senior citizen. <laughs> like think about that yeah. like <laughs> sucks for him yeah. <laughs> that's suffering would have sucked even worse if it would yeah that, that would have not have gone good yeah. yeah it was pretty cool so the cops come over by the way so this this ends with the cops if you've ever been in England, like they ride the horses yeah. yeah so the horses come over and uh aj by the way is still so like hammered that he hasn't done anything so he oh, wasn't yeah. involved in the yeah. fight at all he's like standing on the side like kind of just bobbing his head and it ends with the cops come over and we're like, fuck it, like, here we go. We're going to get locked right. up, you know? And, you know, probably deserve to get locked up at this point, you know, right? And uh, the cops are like, get the fuck out of here. Just go, just go, mm -hmm. just go. We saw the whole thing, just go. And we're like, all right, cool, that's good. One of the horses, like, goes to turn around and head to head, like, headbutts AJ. Oh. <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. <laughs> so AJ starts screaming, I got headbutt, I got headbutt by a horse, I got headbutt by a horse, I got headbutt by a horse. So that was AJ's day. He got hit with a bottle and then headbutt by a horse. Jesus. Rough day for AJ. <laughs> That's crazy. That's good. That's fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, lots of fun. I hope, I hope we have, I'm going to steal Super Happy Fun Day. I'll say it now. And yeah. it's recorded. Um, and I, I hope... But don't hope we get into a fight when we go somewhere. Look, <laughs> <laughs> like you got tackled all work. Yeah. Like, no, we'll be fine. <laughs> so, Every time he dis like if he goes to do something or if he disappears for a little bit and he's gone longer than you know a, a reasonable amount of time, I'm like, oh shit. Me? Like, is he getting in a fight? Is he arguing with someone? I'm like, oh my god. Me? Yes, you. Right, I don't, just I... the other morning after we got this right. snowstorm, get real, real quick, just because yeah, it's yeah. funny. We're shoveling. Keep in mind, it's like five thirty in the morning. Mm -hmm. We're take. We're he's he's taking the snow off. What snow's left off of the car, and this older woman who lives down the street from us, who I've known since I've lived in my house for ten plus years now, she opens her door and starts telling Chris not to put the snow on her sidewalk. <laughs> and he's a smartass. So they start going back and forth, and I'm just sitting in the car. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. I was like, it's so early. Why is he arguing? I'm like, it's always something. And it was just absurd. It was absurd. So needless to say, every time Chris has gone somewhere, there's always that little part of me where I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, please. I'm like, Anyway. So, so wait, she called, she called me not, a crybaby. So what happened? She called me a crybaby, and then I told her I'll forever shovel her snow <laughs> if I'm here. Because so I, I, I felt really bad about it. So <laughs> That's not the outcome I expected. No. I, I I told her. She goes. She goes. What are you gonna do? And I said, I'll ask you to go back inside. Like, and she's like, what do you want me to do? I'm gonna yeah. fucking yeah. stun you. Like, <laughs> stone cold stun you. What do you want? <laughs> Anyway, I know you wanted to ask about uh, this Tony oh, yeah. Robbins. You like, I feel like we see you and your team, actually, at a lot of different 
seminars, which I think is awesome. But I also know that you take time to do some personal development on your own. And I know that you have gone to one of Tony Robbins' amazing, like, yeah. super duper, um, like... Rock concert. Basically. Yeah. And I really want to hear more about that because it's something that maybe one day I'll go to. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but I just wanted to get your thoughts on on that whole weekend. Yeah, so I took... Ragos came with me to that. Did so. you go oh, to the cool. one in yeah. Florida? Like, the big fucking one. We went to California. Okay. So we flew out to California. So, number one, I'm terrible on planes. So that was great. And then I had to sit next to Ragos. Mm-hmm. So that was good. So, so I made it worse. Yeah. Yep. So nice and comfy. Um, yeah. So we get there. We check into the hotel. For I get, I, Maybe this is a California thing and I don't know. You know, I've been East Coast my whole life. Been in California once and it was for this. The Our hotel room was the size of like a normal bathroom. Oh, I was, shit. Like literally there was two beds, but there was like the room in between the two beds. Like it might as well have been one fucking bed. It was like, it, yeah. was, it was unreal. I was like having hella anxiety yeah. in this hotel room. I was like, we need to like not be in the hotel. <laughs> I was like, let's yeah. go. But so the, the Tony Robbins event is, it's truly awesome. Um, days one and three, Tony's there. Days two and four, Tony's not there. So they have another person like speak. Um, the other guy that speaks is like good, mm-hmm. but he's not Tony Robbins. Yeah. Obviously. Um, days one and three are fucking amazing. Change your whole life. So uh, it's four days long. Four days long. Shit. Yep. Uh, day four, just skip though. Truly, just don't just don't go to it. Yeah, it's yeah. So for us in our field, it's the worst day because it's health and fitness. Oh God! And okay. it's fucking brutal, right? Yeah. They're like Tony's like a vegetarian, so everybody's fucking supposed yeah. to be vegetarian. Well, Tony's a piscatarian. He only eats fish or whatever. So everybody's supposed to be piscatarian because meat is like bad for you. It's a whole fucking thing. Ragus was having an absolute shit fit. <laughs> right? he, he was like spiking shit. He was like yelling at fucking no one. You know, he's getting crazy. But yeah, so I would skip day four. But days one and three are amazing. Day one is pretty phenomenal. Um, they keep you there until like two, three in the morning and then you go and walk on the fire. So that, that is real. That is real fire. So the whole time I'm sitting in this thing, you know, we do this whole, you do this whole thing where you prep up for it, Yeah. you know, make your move and you're practicing your power move and all this shit. Everybody has like their own power move. And you know, he's like, listen, when you get on it, he gives you like certain words, like mumble while you walk across the fire, all this shit. It's like, uh, something with do, I forget what it was, do something. Because it's like moist dew, some shit, whatever. Mm. So you're like literally, you're getting fired up for this thing for like three hours. And the whole time I'm saying, I'm going, it's not even going to be real fucking fire. <laughs> you didn't think it was going to be real fire? No yeah. way. I'm like, there's no shot. I'm like, it's all a metaphor, right? Like we're going to get there. It's going to be some burnt out ass coals. Right. And we're going to walk across and it's going to be cool, you know? So now we're going to walk through the campus of USC and we're fucking chanting. The whole it was like thirty thousand people, by the way. Yeah. So we're walking through campus at USC, and he's like adamant, like we cannot stop stop chanting yes. So we're walking through. It's just like a cult, right? This is yes, amazing. yes, yes. <laughs> All the kids are coming to their like dorm room windows. We're yes, yes, yes. We're like now you're fucking building. Like yeah. now you're sweating. You're kind of shaking. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Right. We get there. They have guys. You ever see like the biohazard, like the old masks? Yes. They have fucking dudes with these masks on, shoveling real fire coals onto... I fucking... I had a moment. I was like, oh my God, it's real fire. You gotta be fucking kidding me. There's no way. But then everybody's like, you had, you had to like pick a partner that you didn't come with to be your like accountability partner for the fire. So now I got this random dude from... I don't even remember where. And like we had like a crew. It was like this random dude, another random dude, and then like the four of us. Mm-hmm. And I like look at that dude and I go, yo, it's really fire. Like I hadn't... I hadn't voiced to him that I didn't think it was going to be fire. Yep. 
But I just figured, I figured everybody was thinking yeah. what I was thinking. I look at him, I go, yo, it's really fire. And this guy looks me dead in my eyes and goes, yes. <laughs> yes. I'm like, oh, shit. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, here we fucking go, man. Here we go, you know? So, you, they're, they're, so he tells you, he's like, all right, we're going to get rolling. You know, we have 12 lanes of fire. You know, he's like, step up, make your move, and fucking go. And I'm like, yo, there's no way I fucking came this far not to walk across this fucking fire. Are you barefoot or you're barefoot? Yeah. Barefoot. You take your socks and shoes off, put them in a bin, you know, and uh, it's wild. It's wild. You walk across fire. I walk across fire. I'm a firewalk forever. I'm a firewalker. Yeah, forever. Wow. Nobody can ever take that away from me. Yeah. I did some weird shit too. I was like, I made this like big move and I was like, ah, and I like screamed and shit. And then I like put my arms up to like to the sky. I, that wasn't taught. I don't know. I don't right. know where that came from. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I just did like my deadlift setup is basically what I did. Just yeah. walked in it. <laughs> I was like, this is fine. And then you step off the fire and they put your feet out. They they they're like, like have a hose. Spray your feet right out because you're, you're on fire. <laughs> did, it, did it hurt? You didn't feel it. Yeah. You're so amped. You're so yeah, it's, you're adrenaline. The, yeah, it's so crazy. It's the the feeling's amazing. And then like people are like fucking crying, breaking down, hugging, you're fucking hugging strange people are kissing. It's crazy shit. So I'm like, I come out, I'm like hugging all these fucking strange people. Like, yeah, fuck yeah. We walked across fire, we fucking did it. There's like a picture on my Instagram, like way back. It's like this me. is day one. This is day one. This is day one. This is day one. Yeah, it's how it sets up. Setting it off. Yeah. Yeah. So you set it up like that, and then it's like, wow, like what the fuck just happened? I just walked across fire. So it was amazing. Tony Robbins, that shit was amazing. Um, would I do it again from a, like now sitting back and like thinking about like, damn, we, we, we missed five days of at the gym yep. to, yeah. to get fired up basically, you know, again, change, change my whole outlook and like you go to stuff and you get like, get fired up for a couple days. And then like by Wednesday, it's like, dude, I was fired up for like fucking four months. Yeah. Four yeah. months of just like being fired up from that. Yeah. It's just like, holy shit, you know? So it was awesome. But I, I like, would I do it again? Probably not. But I think everyone should do it once. Yeah. So, so, I mean, we could obviously talk about this for like two hours, just that event. Fucking crazy. Um, if you can, what's one thing that you, you think you took away from Like the most important thing you took, took away from it. Yeah. So I truly that like what you think the limits are, are not. Right. There's just no limit. Like, you know, that was something Tony kept beating into our heads. Like mm -hmm. the limit of like what you think you can do is like not there. Mm -hmm. Like that's not the limit. You know, there is no limit. And like walking on fucking fire. Like think about that. Like would you ever walk on fire? Like probably not. And then yeah. you walk do it. Literally something that simple and, and that like almost meaningless is like fucking cool, man. So yeah. that's the thing I took away. I was like, hey, there's no limits to this. Like you got to start thinking like a little bit bigger. You know, how much of an impact can we have? So that yeah, was, that's cool. I dig it. It was awesome. It was awesome. So I've told people to just skip day four though, like in our field. Just skip day four. You need to get angry. Yeah, day four is really bad. Like it's really bad. Yeah. It's I can really, see that. Yeah. Piscatarian, this, that. And then it's like, then it turns into like... Tony has like his own line of like supplements, so then yeah. it turns into yeah. like a supplement sales yeah. thing. Like a sales yeah. Pitch. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, well, day three, like the end of day three, is a giant sales pitch too, mm. and it's fuck, dude. He's a fucking master. You want to learn how to sell shit? Just go to day three. Yeah. Like he's like, who's ready to like change their fucking life? You know, and this is like two in the morning, so you're like your energy is super like low. You know, so like you like basically you know your brain you're is kind like, of vulnerable. You're yeah. vulnerable. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I don't mean that he, you know, that he's right. attacking you or anything like that, but it is, you know, it's a sales strategy. Yeah. It's like, put your fucking hands up if you're ready to change your life. You know what? No, fuck that. Stand up if you're ready to change your life. Okay, now stay standing. My team is coming around <laughs> with the information to sign up for coaching. Mm -hmm. $3,000 coaching package. He sold, like he told us how many he sold. He sold like fucking some astronomical number right there that night. Jesus. Fill out, fill out, put your credit card on there. Boom. Give it back to my team. And I was like, yeah, whatever you say. Yeah, just whatever. At that oh, point, she's yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. And because then you're the asshole, I'm like sitting down. <laughs> Look at this 
look, look, he doesn't. Right. Look, this guy doesn't, doesn't want to change, change his, life. his life. Yeah, like, I'm the asshole. Doesn't want to change her life. Great. I thought we fucking did that with the fire, man. Octone. <laughs> Come on. Come on, brother. <laughs> All right. out here. So kind of, kind of taking a couple steps back. Um, what would you say to someone? Who who wants to open up their own, or maybe maybe just wants to start a business? Yeah. And let's 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 go since we're all gym owners. Let's go with a gym. Yep. What would you say to someone who wants to open a gym? Yeah, so I've been asked this question a lot too. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, it's super hard, you know, because I don't, I don't know. Like, if number one, if you want to open a gym, I want to know why. Right. You know, and if you're wise to like generate revenue, like you're in the wrong business, one hundred percent. Like, dude, like everybody thinks because we do cool shit all day mm-hmm. right. that we're also killing it. It's like right. not really how it works. This is not a million dollar industry. I talk to our guys, our coaches about this all the time. Like, hey, if you want money, don't major in this. Don't yep. do this. Right. That's not what you want to do. You want to go to Wall Street. Right. Yep. And probably hate your life, but hey, that's for you to do. You know, you, you want dying by the time you're fifty. Exactly. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever. So we always talk about like I have this like slideshow I give our uh, interns as part of the uh, like people like us, and uh, in it is the picture from uh, the what the fuck is the name of the oh the Wolf of Wall Street. Mm-hmm. So Matthew McConaughey's like in there, and he's like the seasoned veteran, and he's like talking about you know oh you know bring a martini, bring one over every so and so minutes, whatever it is, and he's like oh fugazi, fugazi, it's all mm-hmm. you know it's all up here. And I always talk about, like, that's what, like, a lunch looks like for them. And, like, lunch for us looks like super happy fun day milkshakes. Yeah. It's like, so it's up to you. Like, what do you want to live your life? What, how do you want to live your life? Like, what do you want to do? What do you want to be remembered for? So I would say, number one, like, all right, I want to open a gym. I'd say, why? You know, and if it's the reasons aren't to move people, to change people in a, in a positive way, and really, I hope, make an impact outside the gym. I know I'm big on I'm beating down the door on it all the time. But yeah. if that's not the goal, then don't do it. Straight up. And I would say that for any business, yeah. right? What's the main goal? The main goal is to generate revenue. I think you're going to get stuck. Now, there's a lot of businesses you can generate a lot of revenue in really quickly. Right. Mm-hmm. But I just think you're going to burn out. I think you're going to get stuck, you know? When does money stop mattering? Mm-hmm. Right. You know? Right. When does it matter less? You know? So I'd say why. <laughs> that would be my advice. Why? And, yeah. if, and if, the, like, if the why is strong enough, then you'll find the how. Don't be scared. You know? Yeah. You're, you're going to fail. You're going to trip. You're going to stumble. All that stuff will happen for sure. Every great success story is as a basically from a comeback. You know, you've never heard anybody who just floated their way to the top. Yeah, so. yeah, you were you were spot on about that. Yeah. Yes. That's... So if if you somebody was like, hey, I want to open a gym, I'd be like, number one, why? And if your why is big enough, then don't be fucking scared. You'll find a how. Just go yeah. get it. Yeah, it's a good tip. We were, we were talking. We were talking to Marshall. Oh, Marshall said he had said thing. yeah, basically the same thing. He same thing about like why you do you want to do this. And then a lot of times it's like, mm, okay, sounds like you just want a really cool home gym. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was spot on because yeah. that's true for a lot of people. Yeah. So like to that point, you got to think about this too. If you're going to open a gym, it's not what you like. It can't be what you like. Right. 100% of what you like. Right. It's what you believe, definitely. But it can't be what you like. You know, I like powerlifting. I like Texas squat bar. Right. I like, I like to have a fucking belt squat. And a blue hand. But guess yeah. what? That doesn't. That's not what our people need. Right. So if we're gonna move people, if we're gonna make an impact on them, if we're gonna de- like you know develop systems of training that actually work and help people live better, more energetic, more whatever the word is that we want to put in their lives, then we need to do what they like. And at some you know, there's there's certain points and that you have to draw a line in the sand and say, hey, fuck you, like yourself, fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like has to be what they need. You know what do they need? And of course you could do it through your lens. Right? I'm not saying everybody has to do X, Y, or Z, right. but it's like you got to make sure that when you're building something that it's it's strategic. You know, It's just not what you like. Yeah. You can't have like one rack and then run like small groups. Yeah. 
oh, but we have a we have a belt squad and a reverse hyper and a glued hand. It's like, well, great. You know, no 30-year-old person off the street is getting on a reverse hyper. Right. Or should be, probably. Or, yeah. or getting on a glued ham and just cranking out glued ham raises. Like, right. you know? So, I don't know. So, there's a certain point of that, too. Like, do you want a really cool home gym and then another job? Or do you want to fucking be awesome and help people change their lives? Mm-hmm. Big difference. What do you want to leave behind? Yeah. Like, you know, fa- I don't, yeah, not fast forward anywhere. What do you want to be, what do you want to leave behind? Yeah. yeah. So I want to be, so we do this test, right? When I go to speak mm-hmm. at the college, um, which we'll talk more about off the thing. So I help you guys with that. But so when I go to talk at the colleges, the first thing I do, we talk about this, right? Like, you know, oh, if you want to open a gym, why start with that? So what I start with is like who you are as a person, right? That kind of the hats you wear, the traits that you, right. that you uh, possess or the, the roles that you fill is probably the most yeah. accurate set. So like I'm a coach, right? But I'm also a leader. I'm also X, Y, or Z, right? So in each of those traits or in each of those roles, what do you want the people to say at your funeral? So we, we call it the morbid test, right? And I literally pass out these tombstone pieces of paper and I say, write what you want said at your funeral because you're going to not be here. Unfortunately, like we're all fucking, yeah, yeah, we're all fucking expiring, right? Like we all have an expiration date. We don't know when it is. Mm -hmm. So we better start working on what we want set at our funeral really, really quick. So, you know, for me, like as a coach, I want to be remembered as not the best sets and reps counter. I don't give a fuck if anybody at my funeral says, you know what he kicked ass at? was like periodization. <laughs> like, man, like, holy shit, that guy could program. Right. He could fucking linear, yeah. conjugate it, yeah. wave load that shit up. I don't give a fuck about any of that. You know, so what I want to be remembered for is like the person that would go the extra mile, the person that was never afraid to love more, the person that was always there for me no matter what it was. You know, and that's that's the things I want to leave behind as a coach. And as a leader, I want to leave those sim- similar things behind. You know, the person that always looked out for me. You know, the person that was selfless in his giving and was always willing to do what was necessary. You know, uh, I want to be a person that was can always be counted on. You know, I want to be a person that when you think of me, you think of me making you better and not, you know, worse or a negative influence on you. So the, the, so the stuff I want to leave behind is not necessarily a million-dollar gym right. or a, a huge facility or any of that stuff, which, you know, like the way we're going, like we're going to grow and that stuff's going to be great. Mm-hmm. But it, like it has to stay true to like what we believe and like the core values of our facility. And what I want to leave behind are is the embodiment of those values. So the embodiment of integrity, the embodiment of having faith, loyalty, and being there more than anything else for anyone else. Um, when they needed me most. So that's what I want to leave behind. Well, goddamn. That's great. Um, that's very good. Uh, this is my last question. Like every time I ask a question and you talk, I feel like I could just peel <laughs> yeah. the onion a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. This is kind of like, this is a pretty generic question, but like what, who is your like biggest influence? Yeah. So as like a strength coach? Uh, no, no, I think I'm more interested in as a human being, uh, to be yeah. honest. So couple couple different things here. I won't beat I won't beat it up too much, you know, cuz we're long. But what, yeah. um so number one like my biggest influence like I, it bears mentioning that like Zach Evanesh was like the first person I like found on the internet and I know you guys met Zach and yeah. shit and like yo by the way I do an awesome Zach Evanesh. Yo homeboy, what's up homeboy? <laughs> yeah, so like Zach is like the first person I like found on the internet and I remember when I was 19, right before I opened that first gym, I went to his like underground strength yeah. certification. Mm-hmm. And I remember being there and thinking in my head, like, fuck, man, I don't know if I can do this. Like, I don't know if I can coach people. Like, I'm scared. Like, yeah. I don't, like just having that like little bit of fear. Like, 
I don't know. And this is kind of funny because we go full circle back to like you said, oh, how do you, how did you like not give a fuck or whatever? Right. Well, this particular time, like I was like, man, this is the guy's my hero, like all this shit, you know? And I remember like the second day of the cert, he like, we had the 12 coaches or whatever, and he like picked me. He's like, I want you to run the group. I was like, oh, fuck. It was just like one exercise. It was like, it was like, a, I exactly, I remember exactly what it was. It was a bent over row. He's like, I want you to just like take the guys and take them through a bent over row. I was like, Fuck yeah, let's get it. So I take these guys to the bent over row, and I kind of fucked up a little bit, but he didn't say anything. And at the end, he was like, "Yo, homeboy," he's like, "You should definitely open a gym." He's like, <laughs> "He's like, he's like, you fucking kick ass, man." He's like, "He's like, everybody needs to get coached by you." He's like, "Your fucking energy's awesome." He's like, "You can fire people up." He's like, "You can change your fucking lives." I was like, "Oh," <laughs> I like was like fucking crying and shit. Like, oh my god, that's awesome. And I like remember like that moment was like, all right, I'm fucking opening a gym. I'm done with all the other shit. And then he tweeted. Tweeted. This is the tweet, yo. The tweet that was heard around the world. He was like, "If you're in the Cherry Hill area, which we're not really, by the way, yeah. if you're in the Cherry Hill area, definitely hit up my homeboy at CJ Appenzeller for training. He's the man." And I was like, "Ah!" I yeah. printed out. It's still in the fucking wallet That's out awesome. here. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's still in the wallet there. That was like fucking however many years ago, but it was awesome. Um, so like you know, in in that way, like he per, he believed in me when no one else did. Right. And that was my whole life of people not believing in me and people telling me that I wasn't going to do this or that because I was a problem kid and then I was a dickhead and all this stuff. And then this one guy who like, I look up to so much believed in me. It was like, boom, it was like turning point. So you asked me what I want to leave behind. Like I want someone to say what I just said about Zach, about me. Well, you're, mm. you're kind of doing that with premier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So like, I'm trying well, to embody that. that. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate that. So I'm trying to embody that. So, so, you know, as far as like who I look up to that person, that particular quality about him, was pretty amazing. And then the other thing is too, like, you know, we look up to people and we like see people and we're like, oh, I really like, like that person. I really connect with that person, that person. Uh, a, a great like speaker I heard one time said like, you know, it was about Zach specifically. This guy was talking about Zach and he goes, what do you got? Like write down the top two qualities you see in Zach. And this was at the underground strength conference and like whatever, uh, whatever year that was. But, and you know, I wrote down like passion mm -hmm. and like care. And he's like, whatever you wrote down, he's like, everyone wrote down something different. He's like, what you see in others, what you see in the people that um, you look up to are qualities that are embodied in you. That's why you see them. It's like a reflection. You don't see things that you don't have. Got it. You understand? Yeah. So like, that's yeah. good. So yeah. when I heard that, I was like, oh my God. I was like, think about that. So like everybody I'm looking up to or looking, it's because I have those qualities inside of me too. Right. And I need to believe that and embody it. So, you know, Zach, definitely. Um, I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Dude, that was huge for me, like a huge mindset shift. Hmm. So like, you know, there's all these really strong people, you know, and I'm not talking about weights and shit. And right. I'm like, there's all these really strong people and influencers and things like that that we look at and we say, that's fucking awesome. And it's like, well, what that awesome is, is something that's in you too. Mm -hmm. Right. You, you know? just got to pull it out. Exactly. Exactly. So I'd say Zach's like a big, not like from a business perspective, but like just believing in me when yeah. no one else did. I want to be that for people. So that's a big influence on me. Um, and truly, I don't, I don't look too much else outside of like what we're doing. The biggest thing that influences me is our, is our athletes and our members. Like I want them to look at me that way. I want them to know that I'm here and that I care. Yeah. So like what influences me more than anything else on a day-to-day -day basis? Like how can I care more? So that's kind of, I don't that's know. Great. I don't know if that's what you're looking for. No, but yeah. That's, yeah, totally. yeah. That's, that's great, man. That's, that's awesome. great. Well, yeah. Again, thank you for letting us come out here and taking a lot of your time today. Yeah. It's no, always no worries. fun to see you. Um, and we love what you're doing. Please keep doing it. We need more people like you. I and I think yeah, honestly, this whole conversation, it, it inspires me. Yeah. So thank you there we go. For, yeah. for letting us come here and letting me get better in this conversation. Awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah. Man. yeah. yeah.
Thanks, EJ. Absolutely. Thank, Thank you, guys. You.